0: You got the show. The show. The show.
1: Everybody's ego takes a shot on this show.
2: This is Rutledge and Hamilton with Jim Rutledge and Matt Hamilton, presented by Coors Light on 100.5 ESPN.
3: They're casting a wide net in Milwaukee, talking to a
1: lot of different folks. And he profiles differently than the other college coaches or many others
2: because of that NBA experience. Broadcasting live from the Everlight Solar Studio. With Matt Hamilton, here's Jim Rutledge. Let's give away
0: some beer immediately. I promised you I wouldn't. I will do it right now. Strove give me some. Give me a number. Uh, let's go caller 10 for Jordan Love, my favorite quarterback in the NFL. Caller number 10, 844 3776 Caller number 10 wins a case of Sierra Nevada Little Things party pack. You get the Sunny Little Thing, which is a citrus wheat ale. You get the Big Little Thing IPA, which is an imperial IPA. You get the Hazy Little Thing IPA, and you get the Crisp Little Thing, an easy drinking lager. You get a you get 24 cans, a full case. Call number 10 844-770-3776. 844-770-3776. House of D thinks he got me.
2: Rutledge, most football
0: fans watch more than just their favorite team. Rutledge truly is an idiot. Do you watch Packer games? Rutledge, boom, roasted. House of D, I do watch Packer games, and I don't have to have the Sunday ticket to watch the Packer games, and I don't pay for Sunday ticket for my Bear games because I don't have the time to watch them. What I'll do is, you know what you can do, is you can watch them back a day later for free. Uh, you could. Most of the games realistically are on. So, 22 million people had uh, DirecTV last year. 1.3 million of them were Sunday ticket subscribers. So, boom, House of D roasted. Some people have it. How's that roasting him? Because that's not a large number. Most people watch the games because, again, House of D is missing the point. You watch games. Well, you said it was weird that I watched more than my favorite team. No, no, I said it was weird that you'd pay to watch more than your favorite team. Yeah, I want to watch every game. I like watching football. I don't know how you – but how can you do that? Because, like, you can watch – a noon game? Because they have like a quad game? screen. Okay. So you put four games up at once. But that, again, statistically, is uncommon for people who are in market because you could watch the Vikings play at noon and watch the Packers play at three and then watch the Sunday Night Football
1: oh, 4% game. 4% of the DirecTV audience is doing it. I don't think it's uncommon. I mean, that's a pretty – but, again, four percent
0: of the, that's 4% of the audience overall. Now, how right. many of them people are in market? People have right, that right. don't like football. But also, how many are in the market? You're in your home market. Right. So I get it's Packers designed. and I get one other game. Right, but Sunday – Ticket is designed for people who are in the wrong market. That's their biggest. That's that's my whole point. That is their right. biggest audience is people who are not in their home market who want to watch their favorite team. And the right. big knock right but, now. But that uh, that. But I get it because
1: like I again, I'm a football fan. So I, I want to watch the Chiefs if they're not on national TV. I want to watch
0: the Jets this upcoming. Okay, game. and that's fine and dandy. But my point is, you also can watch like you can be a football fan and watch teams that aren't your own without having Sunday Ticket. Uh, yeah, I'm all day long. And that's my. I'm not arguing with you. I'm, house, I'm arguing with King Troll, House of D. So we're going to move on past that. This is Rutledge Hamilton presented by Coors Light. Congratulations to whoever won the Little Things Pack. Your favorite quarterback legitimately has to be. Default. Is your really? favorite quarterback
1: Justin Fields? What's that? Is your favorite quarterback Justin Fields? No,
0: Patrick Mahomes. You like Patrick Mahomes more than you like your own quarterback? He's not my quarterback. Sure he is. I like watching Patrick Mahomes play quarterback more than i like watching justin field that's not what i asked you i asked who your favorite quarterback was
1: i i didn't ask who you like watching the most because i i'm not going to sit here and say i like watching jordan love more
0: than anybody else but he's my favorite quarterback because he's the quarterback of my team i mean maybe Justin will get there it's different though like i wonder how you feel if justin isn't if uh if jordan love isn't any good Uh, i will feel differently and so that's why. Sean question.
1: Clifford will be my favorite like Mitch, quarterback.
0: Mitch Trubisky was not my favorite quarterback. He was for a year. I'm very excited about Justin Fields. But I also just don't want to be misleading here. I'm excited about the potential of Justin Fields. But and I'm excited about some of the plays that he makes. But it's also maddening watching him play because he's still a growing quarterback. I don't know what he'll be. But as a as a fan of a team that did not have great quarterback play, then I would say that your quarterback, your favorite quarterback is not always the quarterback of your team. Now, Justin Fields is, again, maybe an aberration, but in years past, when uh, Eric Kramer was out there, or Jim Harbaugh, or even Jay Cutler, or Mitch Trubisky, like, yeah, they weren't my favorite quarterback. Yeah, okay, fair enough. So I'm just curious. I I wonder if that'll change for Packer fans, because that's just kind of a rite of passage. We'll find out, I guess. I I, I, I mean, I I just love my favorite team. Well, I'm not disagreeing with that. Of course you do, even though you'll watch other teams.
1: Uh, yeah, I try to watch every team, man. I love, I love NFL football. All I do on Sundays, and you'll make fun of me for this because I bet you don't feel the same way, is uh, I sit on my ass beginning at about 11 o'clock. I check my fantasy football lineups from 11 to noon, and then at noon it's go time. It's football until 10.30 p.m. Uh, you know. I make a good chip dip or something. I just sit there. Have a few Coors Lights, watch football all day. That's all I do in the fall on Sundays, and
0: it's the best thing in my life. So I will say that when I was younger, probably closer age, I bought Sunday ticket, one, to watch the Bears play. Yeah, it, I was well, you them. were in Florida, right. But also here in Wisconsin. it's it was When I was younger, it was harder to see games. Well, they play pretty much every Bears game in market, as long as the Packers aren't playing at the same right. time these days, but right? that might change now because the Packers were good and the Bears were bad, so it worked out nice. The Packers would get primetime games or the 3 o'clock game and the Bears would have the noon game. And so, if they're both equals, it's more of like a happenstance sort of thing. But to my point, Alex, my Sundays, I'll set if I hopefully I remember to set my fantasy lineup. Usually, I said set, set hopefully. It like, usually, I said. Shows it, how serious you are about that. I'll, I'll usually set it Saturday, but then what it is is that at some point you won't see me tweeting much on on Sunday because I'm not usually watching the game live. Is that the kids go to bed? I fire up the Packer game, and then if I have time, I'll watch the Bear game. And that right there is why I'll, I don't have kids. And then, I, then I'll watch uh, NFL primetime, and then I'll watch the NFL. They're still making that, huh? They, I don't know if they still will. And then in the morning, I'll watch uh, the Kyle Brandt's Good Morning Football or whatever. Yeah that's, yeah. that's my time. So I'll watch the Packers first, and if I have time, the Bears. Then I'll watch uh, primetime, and then I'll watch in- the uh, morning show. There you go. Yeah, no, I'm, I'm, I'm watching football. I'm, I'm, I'm
1: locked in. And Which then it's, it's Sports Center after Sunday Night Football as well.
0: Yeah, it's it's like a 14
1: hour day for me. Yeah. I love it. It's my favorite.
0: Man, good for you, man. I'm not saying that's anything wrong with that. Bachelor lifestyle. Bachelor lifestyle. You're not a bachelor.
1: Uh, That's true, but lifestyle. (laughs) Sunday football. That's all it is. So, what does your significant other do on Sundays? Uh, (laughs) How nice should I put this? Complain about me watching football all day.
2: And the juice is worth the squeeze. Throw it back Thursday on Rutledge and Hamilton. Yeah. Yeah, it is. Throw it back Thursday on Rutledge and Hamilton. It is that. You're right.
0: You're absolutely right. Educator in Madison chimes in. Strofe, the phone lines were uh, working about as well as your YouTube TV. Uh, Ryan, uh, what's the report on that?
3: The phone lines were very much working. Chad from Madison is our winner on Throwback Thursday this week. So who is that? Who's complaining about the phone lines that were? Educator Adam is complaining. Educator Adam, well... I don't know, educator, I mean... I Maybe busy. you should
0: educate yourself on how to use a phone. Boom, yeah. roasted.
1: Jim is on one today, man. I'll tell you that much. But we are live at the Forward Club at Bruce Stevens Field. Forward Madison FC and Union Omaha are participating in their second annual Unified Series, sponsored by the Special Olympic uh, Unified Program. The Special Olympics Unified Sports Program focuses on joining people with and without intellectual disabilities on the same team to promote social inclusion through shared sports training and competition experiences. Both Forward Madison and Union Omaha will field unified squads consisting of special olympics athletes coming up on saturday june 24th and again on saturday august 12th coming up after our show tonight from 4:15 to 4:45 where we are in the forward club there will be the unified series press conference and signing day here at the forward club so you can come on out for that uh, right now the forward club's open you can come grab a beer watch the rest of the show and then coming up right after us is the press conference and signing day for that unified series uh it, you know um uh, the Unified Series, the second annual one between Forward Madison and Union Omaha. Again, the date's on that Saturday, June 24th, and Saturday, August 12th. Uh, the one on August 12th here in Madison, the one on June 24th in Omaha.
0: It's weird that we're talking NBA, that the Bucks aren't in it. Yeah, Final Four. Yeah, again, I mean, that was the case last year, too, so. Wait, Strange. wait and it, it stinks, because they, I mean, they're the one seed, and... Yeah, not even in the final. That's four. the beauty of uh, of sports postseasons, though, man. Is it the beauty? U- upset- upsets, upsets happen. Do you like upsets? Maybe this is our secondary Iron Jack Poll question. When your team, <laughs> of course not. Is the one. Of course not. Like, I mean,
1: I've been through this so many damn times with the Packers, like, right? Like, look back at last off or postseason when they were the one seed against San Francisco. I'm at that game. I'm freezing. I'm drinking a million Coors Lights, having the time of my life, and then Robbie Gold ends my ends my day. And I just, I, I straight up sat. I think I've told you the story before. It was. It was, it was like negative twenty degrees outside. I just sat on the cold bleachers with my head in my hands for like twenty minutes. I looked up and everybody was gone. So it's funny. Like I don't think people really like upsets because they hate it if it's their team. Of you course, just like, you but like, I like upsets, okay, right? But not this one or the last one or any time happened time. But the like, Packers, what's your the Bucks, or the Badgers. Like are-
0: so- someone came up to me like, "Hey, man." I know the Packers lost, but hell of an upset, right? That was fun. I'd, I'd probably be like, yeah, you're that right. That was fun, you're man. Not wrong. Right, yeah, you're San Francisco, Robbie Gold, what a fun time. Woo, upsets yeah. galore. This is awesome. It happens. It Everyone happens. loves an upset until it happens to your team. Yeah, like and Bucs it's fans. happened
1: probably more to Wisconsin yeah. teams yeah. than Wisconsin's anybody else fans, in the
0: last decade. You're lying if you say you like upsets because you're the team that's usually getting upset. What is the Brewers or the Bucks or the Packers, it stinks. I don't like when you're walking me through my trauma. Like, i have done that a lot today. I like the Bucks and I like the Badgers, so it's not. And, I, and the Brewers, I'm indifferent on. So I, that one didn't really. Is that, is that your trauma? Like, how big of a Brewers fan are you? Like, was that traumatic for you, or was that just like a Wh- thing? Which one are you referring to? When they lost to the Dodgers, when they were the one seed. Yeah, that one hurt. That one hurt. You thought you were going to the World Series? Yeah. See, I thought that was the year. And then, uh, what, I just what was think- the year where they lost?
1: I think they lost in the wild card because of an outfield error. Um, I'm forgetting who it was off the top man. That
3: was the Washington Nationals. Washington yeah, the Nationals. And then the
1: Nationals went on to win it all, didn't they? Or they, were, or <laughs> yeah. they got close? That yeah. is
3: exactly correct. Yeah,
1: that's right. Yeah, that was a heartbreaker. Heartbreaker. So. Yeah, like, I'm not the biggest Brewers fan in the world. I'm not going to sit here and tell you I watch 162 games. I'm but... not calling you out for it. I was
0: just curious. I think baseball is just... There's less of a passion for it than football.
1: Yeah, I mean, it just drags on, right? Like, there's more urgency in football, and even in basketball, especially college basketball, there's just so much more of an urgency because in college basketball, you get 30 games. Uh, in the NFL, you get 17.
0: So and there's an, an urgency. urgency to win. And there's an urgency in the NBA because your stars are on a clock. This is Relish and Hamilton. Pressure, We're going to throw pressure. some stones
2: next. You're listening to Rutledge & Hamilton, presented by Coors Light. Miss any of the show? Find full show podcasts, free, on Wisconsin On Demand, and wherever you get your podcasts. Welcome back, welcome back, welcome back.
0: Welcome back. We're live from the Forward Club. You can see us streaming at Jim and Matt. On YouTube as well. He's Alex Strofe. Not Matt Hamilton. The hair's not as nice. The facial hair's not as nice. Nah, but at least you. I actually have the capability to grow a beard. His takes him like years, doesn't it? And you're younger. Yeah,
1: significantly.
0: Yes. Old man Matt Hamilton out on vacation. <laughs> this is rel- actually just vacation this time. You get a long you know, he's a break from all the other non work things he does here. This is Rutledge and Hamilton presented by Coors Light. The mountains are blue, you know what to do. And that's Crush of Coors Light. It's a nice little welcome for us here. We have this amazing sign behind us. Uh, yeah, this is uh, this is this amazing.
1: Like. I'm just mad it doesn't say Rutledge and Strofe like it should say.
0: How about Rutledge and Hamilton with Alex Strofe? Um, sometimes. Yeah, that's no, no, not good enough for me. Sixty uh, percent. No, time, it should say Rutledge Matt and Strofe
1: with works. Matt Hamilton sometimes. That's actually what it should say.
0: 60% of the time Matt Hamilton works. 100%, 100% of the time, yeah. yeah. Is he even working when he's here? of the time when Matt is
1: here. 60% of the time when he's here, 100% of the time, he is 60% engaged. Let's throw some stones.
2: The guys think they have the answers to everything.
0: I'm the best there is. People like
2: me. So it's time to put them to the test.
3: That's some booty, Jim. You know, that's just like uh, your opinion, man.
2: This is Throwing Stones, presented by Metro Kia of Madison, Madison's trusted Kia dealership.
3: So I think it's my time. Oh, there we go. There's the music. All right. This is my first time hearing Throwing Stones with the new intro music. Well done, Stroke. Well, listen to the the show, would you? Okay. It's well, the fourth time it's been no, played. I've heard it, but this is my first time actually being here when it's in. It's my it's my first time. Now, right? you said yeah, it's my like...
1: first time hearing it. That, that was the direct quote, which means you don't listen to the show. So no, I don't know why no, you're here. No, Alex that, is ornery oh, that today. Was, was, I'm ornery today. No. You are. Like, I'm the ornery one here today? Are you yes, kidding me? It, oh, now I'm ornery after you said that. It's listen to yourself. It's not I'm just it, me. You're ornery. Oh, I'm the ornery one. Yes. Unbelievable. All right, go ahead, Who's yelling at you for no good
0: reason? It's ornery Alex Strofe.
1: Okay, I would
3: fine. agree. I would agree. Strofe Thank is you. rather ornery today. And it's not that I don't listen to the Stroke show. Wow. It's just that I misspoke again. Either way, it's time done to that a the few songs. times today. Yeah. Oh, not only just a few times. Today. Every day. Each and every day, though, I also waste a lot of time scrolling Twitter. And that leaves me with a lot more questions and answers. And instead of answering those questions, I look to Jim and Strofe for answers. I'll score the answers throughout and then we'll king, crown a king of throwing stones. So, obviously, Victor Wenbanyama presumed to be the number one overall draft pick in the upcoming NBA draft. Chris Broussard of Fox Sports, known for some of his better hot takes, said, If Wemby is AD, that's Anthony Davis, KD, Kevin Durant, or Hakeem Elijahwan that would be a disappointment. Jim, would you agree oh. that would Wemby living up to just those standards not be enough? Given all the hype he's had? Jim, I'll start with you.
0: No. If he's a Hall of Famer, he's lived up to the hype. What is happening right now? I mean, because first of all, at some point it gets subjective, as we all know with the, the Jordan and LeBron and Kobe conversation. It's subjective at some point. If you get into the Hall of Fame as the number one overall pick, you did it. You were worth it. He doesn't control the hype. If you are the number one pick and you get in the Hall of Fame, you were well worth it. I'll go as far to say it's not like Andrew Bogut or Big Dog Robinson were bad picks for the Bucks. They could have had better ones, but for the grand scheme of things, there have been some horrendous number one picks that don't get a second contract. So, if Victor gets, to yeah. the, if he becomes a Hall of Famer. He did it! He won! Throw him a parade! Yeah, that,
1: that's an absurd take. He, he just compared him to three championship-level players and called it a disappointment. Three Hall of Fame players and that was, at that. And, and he threw the greatest scorer of all yeah, time, the scorer of the basketball, and Kevin Durant in there. Like, if Victor v- Wenbanyama is Kevin Durant, I'd call that a pretty damn good career. Now. Uh, Minus maybe some of the second-place MVP votings he took while he was in Oklahoma City. But seriously, I mean, I understand the hype is the most it's been since LeBron was drafted 20-some years ago. But that would not be a disappointment. That would be an outstanding career and absolutely living up to it.
0: Now, I've heard him described as a cross between Ralph Sampson and Kevin Durant. Yeah. And and so, yeah, that's a hell of a basketball player, but... Like if he was, this, I mean, look, uh, if I'm he's a, David Robinson or Tim Duncan and does for San Antonio what they did for San Antonio, huge success. This is how absurd the hype is, right? It's not like I'm much watching overseas prospects, but I've known about
1: Victor Wenyama since last year's draft, right? Like that's absurd. I know, I, I didn't know who
0: Giannis Antetokounmpo
1: was until the Bucks drafted him
0: in 2013. I'm usually an anti-hype guy, but watching Victor play, it is. I mean, when he's he, absurd when he missed the three and grabbed. With one hand and threw it down? Off his own rebound. Yeah. He caught it. Uh, The one thing with Giannis that I'll give myself a slight pat on the back for him. You giving yourself a pat on the back, rare air here. When he was picked. People like me. When he was picked, I said, I like this pick more than picking just some college guy. I didn't know, I, because it was a great lottery pick. Like It was like, why not? Where they were picking, just yeah. take the guy and see what he develops into. Yeah, try, exactly try. exactly
1: like the Packers did with Jordan Love, right? Just see what the guy is. Just see what he turns into, and that's what the Packers did by drafting, or trading up the draft Jordan right, so Love. There you go. It's a great if, pick. And so, like, Giannis and Ryan, Jordan Love, two peas
0: in the pod. Ryan, so we have it. We can quote Alex Stroff on that, that if Jordan Love is not the Giannis of the Green Bay Packers, he is a failure. Yeah. Thank yeah, okay, throw, 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 yeah throw it up. There you go. That's, that's the quote. There you go. The Chris Broussard right. of this show. Congratulations.
3: Yes. If Jordan Love is not the ex- next Kareem Abdul-Jabbar, he has a failure. <laughs> yes, that's correct.
1: If Jordan Love isn't like Peyton Manning, Aaron Rodgers, or Drew Brees,
0: it's a failure.
1: Combined. That's what, it's what yes. Chris Broussard said about That's
0: insane to me. I mean, it's not because Jordan Love nowhere close to the prospect. Of. I know. But, but still, yeah. it's pretty much the same same idea.
3: So another place for crazy takes other than Twitter is oftentimes TikTok. The people in Montana won't be seeing that anymore after their governor signed the country's first bill that outright bans TikTok, that paves the way for a legal fight that could determine the fate of nationwide prohibition that is under consideration in Washington, D.C. So, guys, do you think the American public would be better off without TikTok, or is this all just going too far? Strofe, I'll all start right. with you. So, this is coming from
1: somebody who is without a doubt addicted to social media, being me. Um, yes, we would all be a hell of a lot smarter if social media didn't exist. We we, A lot less screen time. Think about our youth, right? I sound like an old man right now. But think about our youth. They're not on the phone in passing period at high school or on their phone during class in high school. Oh, my goodness. Think about the books that would be read. I mean, we would be be producing future presidents left and right if TikTok didn't exist. But, however, is it very fun? Yes. Would I be sad if it got banned? Yes. And I don't like Montana's doing this.
0: Um, obviously, that's really stupid, but I would say this that Alex, we know what life would be like without TikTok or social media. That's a good point. Yeah, yeah. yeah so, like, yeah, that's a good point. We don't produce a lot of that. There's only one, we can only have one president every four years. So there's a limit on how many presidents we could produce. But maybe if you weren't on hey, TikTok hey, all the time, hey. you would know these things. <laughs> exactly. Thank you for proving my point. But I would say this the problem is not the social media. It's either the parents or the person. So I will go back to that. There's positives for social media. There's positives for the internet. But you have to have self-control, and your parents have to help you uh, when you're younger. Institute self-control. Yeah. And that is the problem. I had great parents, but I lack self-control. I'm not knocking your parents, but I'm saying. Oh, I'm not knocking my parents either.
1: They did the best they could with this. No, no, no,
3: cool. Huh. Good transition. Anyways. That's
1: all I got on so, that.
3: <laughs> so my final stone here today is that it is time to say goodbye to a well-known classic ride. The Wiener Mobile's name has been retired. The Wiener Mobile from Oscar Mayer Wiener. The beloved Wiener Mobile. I told you he doesn't
1: listen to the show. I ki- started. What? But Ryan, i We did two upset. segments on this yesterday. Two no, segments? Upset. Yeah.
3: Okay, wow. well, I, I'll admit, I was in meetings yesterday. I did miss the show Hey, yesterday. you know what? You can
0: podcast the show. You can
3: listen I back to Wisconsin on the, the man.
0: Apple, Spotify, any of those great places. It's brought to you by Revive Restoration. You can go to RevivePros.com. Uh, you need mold remediation. You have smoke damage, water damage, or you just got gunk in your ears. Go to like
1: uh, Not even in his ears. His eyes. He said he spends all his time on Twitter. There's clips about us talking about
0: this on Twitter. You're right. This Jeez, there. bullish. I'm F but not enough with uh, pro. What's your question?
3: Well, now I don't really have a question. I don't know where to go with it anymore other than asking, are you guys sad to see the Reno movies go? No,
0: I'll say this. Matt's reaction to this yesterday, like, what is his deal? Like, who cares?
1: Like, I
3: care.
0: Why do you care?
3: Because
1: the what is it called? The Frankmobile now?
3: Yeah. It's Brian. Called, uh, yes, it is called the Frankmobile.
1: Yeah, like it, we all know it. It's 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 just like a lot of things, right? Like the Staples Center in L.A. will always be the Staples Center, and the Mobile will always be Aren't the kind Wienermobile. Of proving my point. They can call it whatever they want. You're still going to call it the Wienermobile. They're not going to like. Yeah, but they're doing. They're painting it on the side now. So that's that's the change they're making because it doesn't say the Wienermobile on the side of the Wienermobile. But now it's going to say the Frankmobile on the side in big letters because of the rebrand, which is just stupid to me. But you're right. Nobody's going to call it that. They should have gotten it like a Ford, and called it like the Frank Ford. If they called like, it like the
0: the, like, something the, like
1: the the racing wiener, like that would have been funny. That would be funny. Clearly, they the wanted to get wiener. rid
0: of wiener. I'm guessing.
1: Yeah, but they're still called all frank wiener, all beef wieners. Like that still says it on their packaging. I don't know. Yeah. It doesn't make any sense. <laughs> why do you like? Here's like our buddy Pat Richter used to used yeah. to be very high up at Oscar Mayer. I gotta call him and ask him what the hell's going on here. But, like, why do you care, man? Because it's such a staple of my childhood, I was really? so excited in like third grade when I was in music class, and my music teacher's like, "Hey, come out to the parking lot. I gotta show you guys something." And we got the to tour in. They showed you it's the It's like, oh, it's the Wienermobile. Yeah, they showed us the Wiener, and they gave us the Wiener whistles that Matt was talking about yesterday. Yeah, this Man. is
0: this is a sad day. It's a sad day in Wisconsin history. I pr- I'm probably wrong, but I have no childhood memories of the Wienermobile. I honestly. Could not remember it existed until it showed up in front of our uh, office last year at the, at the Spark Building. That's right. The Everlight uh, Solar Studios. That was it. It's the last time I remember it existing. Well, it still exists. So, well, No, it doesn't. It's the Frank Mobile.
3: What is yeah, it? That's true. Frank Furters Frank are the na- name of the drivers now as well. Well, no they, they used to be hot doggers. Hot doggers. Yeah, that's hilarious. It was a great name. That All is right. a great name. But yeah, I I don't doggers. know
1: that I'd want to be called a hot dogger though. Frankfurt. If that better? was my job title, right? Like, what? How would that look at a resume? A hot dogger at Oscar Mayer Wiener Co. Hot dogger,
0: uh, driver of the Wienermobile.
3: I yeah, don't know. I fall. mean, I'd interview. Apparently, I'd interview it was myself.
0: a pretty. I don't think they would hire you. I think it was a pretty sought after internship.
3: They offered. The best inter- of the best. Yeah, they offered internships during what, my senior what's year. What's
0: wrong with me? You're just not elite. I am You're a not wiener material. You're I'm not. sitting right next to you, pal. let that say about you? I didn't say I was either.
3: Strof <laughs> may not be that elite, but he is today's winner of throwing stones. Let's signs. go,
1: baby. That's a W. Good for me. Uh honored honored to win. Throwing so, stones. Wiener. wiener. Wiener? The Madison Mallards guy does that. Whenever there's a foul ball, he just yells the word wiener. Right? Like is he gonna say is he gonna say Frank now? Frank. Frank? Like that doesn't hold the same weight. Why so. would he do that? Because <laughs> apparently we can't say Wiener anymore.
0: Who said that? Oscar Meyer said that they, said they changed they the name of their vehicle. They said they don't want to call their vehicle Wiener anymore. They didn't say Alex Stroh couldn't say Wiener anymore. Well, I'm not talking about me. I'm talking about the Mallards PA guy. Did they tell? Was that in the press release? Did I miss that somewhere? <laughs> that the Mallards been. can't say Wiener.
3: <laughs> yeah,
0: you and your point. slippery slope, man. This is I Hamilton, love a good slippery
2: slope presented by Coors Light. You're listening to Rutledge and Hamilton, presented by Coors Light. The mountains are blue, and we can prove it. Follow the show on Twitter at Jim and Matt.
0: This is a show We continue live from the Forward Club. This is a cool spot, Alkstroff. He's Alkstroff. I'm Jim Rutledge. Coors Light. Uh, Flowing here, got our signage up. Great place to have a Coors Light, watch a forward game, hang out anytime. Really, if you, you can spot. have a private party too here. I, I, was, I, I, I was,
1: anybody can. I was, I was in the restroom. They got a QR code on the soap dispenser that says you can rent the party here. It's a great spot. I was here a couple weeks back when they did the kit release for uh, Forward Madison FC. We were taking in all the vibes. It was a crowded house, and they re- revealed the uh, the uh, kits for this year. And they just revealed some new alternate kits. Did you see these, Jimmy? They're like lime green with like some crazy pink design. Forward FC unmatched in terms of the uniform game when it comes to any team in Wisconsin. I'm talking professional, semi-pro, college, high school. Nobody does uniforms better than Forward FC. They are top-notch. I got my my pink hoodie on today. I saw Ryan Wolersheim back in the Everlight Solar Studio. He's rocking his kit from – Ryan, you were an intern here a couple summers ago, right?
3: Yes, uh, two summers ago I was an intern for Forward. (laughs) It was in the tickets department, yeah.
1: Yeah, it's a great. So you're spot. you're out there selling tickets or what?
3: I was hawking tickets. I was calling people. I was helping with their tickets online. I was in the box office on game day. I was. It was Grindr. a very much do everything type of job Grindr. for sure. But I really enjoyed it. It was one of my best summers in my life. For there sure. There you go, at a boy. Way more Good than he choice summers. Yeah,
1: no doubt about that. I mean, if you got to work with Jim Rutledge, I mean, come on. But hey, I'll tell you this, Jimmy. Yeah. And I know you you can relate to this, even though you're not a Packers fan. Is uh, we are at the point of the off season where the training camp darlings are already kind of starting to be revealed and we still got like two months till training camp, I guess everybody was just gushing about seventh round pick from last year, Samori Toure today. Put on eight pounds. He was always flashy in his one season at Nebraska. They expect him to make a huge jump in 2023 and the, there's there may be no bigger opportunity on the Packers roster right now than the wide receiver position, so I just love seeing positive propaganda. Like, this is the time of year where you could just feed me, all, and it could be... Total BS. It could be total bologna sausage. But uh,
0: fire up uh, the Amari Rogers story. Yeah,
1: right. I mean, Amari Rodgers, right? All, all the propaganda around him over the years. But give me all the uh, the the training camp darling propaganda in the world. I'll eat it up for the next two months until we actually get to real, uh, you know, tangible plays on the practice field in Green Bay at the end of July. But I love this propaganda. So I, I during the break, I just read this long article by my buddy Paul Bredel at the Packers Wire about Samore Touré and how all the assistant coaches on offense are gushing about him. Love to see it.
0: Yeah. Um, so what? He'll have 25 catches? Yeah, like he had what? I think he
1: had three or five
0: last he year. He had He'd one touchdown. But no, I mean, I mean, like th- that would be an amazing jump for him to totally. go from to 25 catches. Totally.
1: I mean, he was a seventh round pick a year ago. Yeah. So to, for, to actually have some real results on the football field, which he'll have, again, he'll have plenty of opportunity to do that this year. We should do it, some it future bets me.
0: on this because I think 25 catches. 350 yards and two touchdowns would be a hell of a season for a seventh-round pick.
1: I'd honestly take it, right? But but it depends, and, you know, we, we, we'll dive. I mean, over the course of the next two months, we'll talk plenty about that wide receiver room. But it's wide open, right? You know Christian Watson's the wide receiver one. That might be all you know, right? but, like, some... you probably expect Romeo Dobbs to be two. Jaden Reed probably comes in somewhere around there as a second-round pick this year. You know, hopefully he has the big splash like like Christian Watson had a year ago. But I am just – I'm ecstatic to see how this plays out. It might be really bad. It might be a 3-14 and 14 team, but I'm excited well, to see something. It's brand new.
0: Here's the interesting part to it, that when you – it goes back to Jordan Love here. And so what does every team do, even with – is it fair to say that, like, Christian Watson and Darnell Mooney – Coming into last year, similar receivers. Darnell Mooney actually he was more proven.
1: Well, right because he had time in the NFL, which yeah. obviously so, Christian Watson did. Because not.
0: like Chicago said, hey, we got Darnell Mooney, and then we're going to slot a bunch of young guys in behind him, and kind of see who fits. And then he got hurt. But my point being that every team when they want a quarterback to really make the jump and to really be good, you go get a guy that's open, and the domino effect of that of yep. what you know, AJ um, Brown with Philadelphia. And then you have DJ Moore, Chicago Disacquired, but uh, Stephon Diggs with Josh Allen. And the, the Packers haven't done that with uh, Jordan Love. And we were kind of hitting at this the other day when we were at University Ridge, that usually for success, you need to have a guy that you know. And this is the question I have for Christian Watson. I love his ceiling. I still think he's a year away from it. I think you're right. He's not a precise route runner. I think that... He's now, shifty, though. Right, but there's a... I mean, you look at some of the top receivers and their ability to always get open. Now, LaFleur will be able to help him with them. Yeah. Yep. But it starts with this domino effect of Christian Watson, if he isn't doesn't always need a double team, which is rare. You, you don't usually double team a receiver. So, and if he isn't always... Like, Jordan loves jobs a lot easier if he knows Christian Watson's open every time I'm going to throw the ball. That's not fair to ask of Christian Watson this year. And so right down there it gets a, everything gets harder for everyone because you don't have we saw it last year with the Packers. Forget even the veteran guy. So I just worry that I think all these guys are going to make jumps, but I still wonder if their jump is as big as it could have been or should be if you didn't have more guys who know how to do their job in the room. And that's the and that's what I keep on coming back to of like, yes, I think you have every right to be excited about the I mean Capped. I mean, a seventh round pick of Smart Terry goes out and catches twenty five passes, three hundred fifty yards, and three touchdowns. That's a hell of a that's a hell of a find for the Packers. Like that's a really amazing ceiling. Mm-hmm. Maybe he's the one of one, but more likely, that's a great place for him to be. And then you know, Dobbs could be a nice forty catch guy, and and Watson, I think in two years can be a 1500, 1600 yard receiving guy. I don't know how many catches, but and and, and, and double digit TDs. And maybe he gets there this year. But I, all these things are. Projecting out, and I just yeah. still worry that not only are they not putting Jordan Love in the position to succeed, that if Christian Watson is never double teamed, that means Romeo Dobbs has always got someone. Like, nobody gets the benefit of having a guy who shifts defense to one side, who is all, who can make Jordan Love's job easier. It all falls on Lafleur and then Jordan Love. So you just made everyone's life harder by adding no one this year, and if it works. It'll work, and it doesn't mean it's going to stunt their growth, but, again, I just feel like wins are going to be hard to come by because you're really putting everyone in the position where they have to be elite in their growth.
1: Yeah, I think you nailed it on that last part, right? Like, it's not going to stunt their growth. In fact, it probably only helps their growth, even if this team is awful, right? I'm talking 2-15, and 3-14, 4-13, four bad. They're competing for the number one overall pick. Jordan Love just kind of looks eh, but these receivers, I mean, the opportunity is there. This is by far the youngest roster in the NFL. It is the only team in the NFL with a with out a wide receiver that's played at least four years. Right, the oldest, most. Experienced wide receivers on the Packers roster are Christian Watson, Romeo Dobbs, and Samore Toure, who were all rookies a year ago. So it is just a brand new team. It is a brand new look offense. And yeah, it's, it's a little bit scary. It's a little bit exciting. It's a lot of unknown. But there is something to be excited about, and that, and that is that this young core can hopefully, and and I know hope isn't a strategy, but this young core can hopefully grow together and really
0: be something powerful in twenty
1: twenty four.
0: You're Mister Watch All the NFL Game Guy, Rogers, idiot guy number eight chimes in. I don't know if it's the same guy or if it's a different guy. Mooney would have a hard time making the third wide third wide receiver position for the Packers this year. I disagree with he's that. He's the number two. Yeah, he's he, number two. He, last year he was injured. And didn't play all the year. He had forty. Is he catches. back in Chicago? Yeah, okay. he was a number two or three. Forty catches, four ninety-three, two touchdowns. He played about half the year. Do you know what he did though? This is why I asked. Do you know what he did in twenty twenty-one? No idea. And uh, this is with my Andy Dalton throwing on the football. A little bit of field. Eighty-one catches for thousand yards.
1: Yeah, I mean, but so, that's but that's the opportunity right there for a guy like Christian Watson, right? right. When you don't have anybody to compete
0: against that's really going but, to
1: take over your number one role, the opportunity but, is just endless but as Mooney long was, as he
0: stays healthy. But when Mooney was there, they had other players around. Who, who, who was there in 21? He was their third receiver. I don't know off the top of my head, but he was a guy that worked his way up because they were able to scheme him. And this is what the thing with Watson last year. They were able to kind of move him around. Especially over that five-game stretch, right? Yeah, and so like... This you you do a, lose that ability. This see. is not a You're knock right. on Watson. It's just your. I love his ceiling. Like I think he can be some sort of DK Metcalf type of guy. But DK Metcalf had Russell Wilson throwing him the ball, and and so and then you just well, well, hold on. What, do you mean that
1: statistically? Because like size wise, that that doesn't add up at all.
0: Yes. Well, speed and statistically, okay, gotcha, like a gotcha, big gotcha. play guy. Um, that's what I see of. Like I don't see him as a. I don't see him as Devonte Adams two because Devontae was such an elite. Route runner and,
1: but that that took time though, right? Like Devontae well, struggled in his first couple. years. He Struggled with drops. Struggled with drops. He was always a good route runner, yeah. better than Watson for sure at the beginning of his career. But it took it took a lot of time for Devontae to develop into the the freak of an athlete he is now and so, the best receiver in the NFL. The reason
0: why I go with now, there's the weight thing. But Watson six foot five, two hundred seven. DK Metcalf, DK Metcalf six foot four, two thirty six. I think Watson would benefit by putting on more weight over time. So could Watson get to six foot five, 220? That's a beast. Yeah. And I think he can get there, and then I think he can start putting up numbers that are similar to DK Metcalf, with 90 catches, 1,000 yards and you know, 2021, 20, 12 touchdowns, with DK Metcalf, like that's where I see Watson getting to. I love that. Uh, but, uh, I mean, again, it's just, it, it's such a
1: weird year. It, and the opportunity at that position means you're going to have somebody just by default. You're going to have somebody that flies under the radar and probably has a, a six, seven hundred, eight yards, a, a six, seven, eight hundred yard season because you, somebody needs to catch the ball. We said this a lot last year, right? Like We knew Alan Lazard was the number one receiver for the Packers, and it helped you at Aaron Rodgers throwing the ball, but you knew somebody had to step up at some point, and that turned out to be Christian Watson for a good stretch of the season. But I, I feel the same way I do uh, that I did last year, right? Alan Lazard was not a number one receiver to me. Christian Watson, NFL-wide, is not a, a number one receiver to me.
2: This is Richard Hamilton presented by like? Light. You're listening to Rutledge and Hamilton, presented by Coors Light. Miss any of the show? Find full show podcasts, free, on Wisconsin On Demand, and wherever you get your podcasts.
0: Be the pain away, the pain away. Nick and Madison asked who was getting double team last year that opened things up for Watson. But last year, the Packers had a few different options, whether it was Cobb and then Lazard and Tunyon. They were able to scheme Watson open with the. And you also had Aaron Rodgers, who could also well, make th- some things on the fly. And Watson is a developing player. Nobody's saying that Christian Watson won't put up good numbers this year. The point being is. He wasn't the defense priority. He was, exactly.
1: And, and he will be, this or he will be one of them, right? I mean, Aaron Jones will still obviously be uh, the priority of opposing defenses, but uh, Christian Watson will be other weapon, tight end or wide receiver weapon, number one.
0: Well, and the other question, and I don't – look, there's so many – the NFL, is it's so hard to score points, especially when you don't have Aaron Rodgers. And maybe Jordan Love turns out to be a really good player or just a good – he could turn out to be a good NFL quarterback, and there's nothing wrong with that. But when you – What happens they have an entire offseason now, the NFL does, to kind of figure out what Christian Watson does well? And now they know, wait, we can do some things to Christian Watson, and maybe we make his life uh, a little bit harder. And, And, like, for an example, he had a great game against the Lions his last game. Five catches, 104 yards. He had one catch against the Vikings. He had six catches for only 49 yards against the Dolphins. He had four catches for 46 against the Rams. And then he had, a, 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 what, three catches, he had a touchdown and 48 against the Bears. Like, he had a few. He had the Philadelphia blow-up game, he had the Dallas blow-up game, yeah. and he had the Detroit blow-up game. The rest of the season was pretty pedestrian. And he will, again, I'm not saying Christian Watson won't get there, but that was Christian Watson with the benefit of having other playmakers around him, and he had three explosive games and then pedestrian at best the rest of the way. I mean, of his 400 yards receiving, 325 of them came in three games.
1: Uh, five games, but yeah. I mean.
0: Well, I mean, I'm talking at 103, 107, 110, 104. Oh, yeah. I guess you're right. So I got it right in front of me. Uh, I'm not always right on my staff, but when they're right in front well, of when me, When they're I right am. in front of you, I'm glad you're going to Now, math. Ripper Hold on, on chimes in. Uh, the Packers receiving core reminds me of a met NBA team uh, that they lose a start of injury. You're going to get to the numbers you need to get to, uh, and they'll have a 1,000-yard receiver, but still they win five to six games. That's possible. Maybe. Maybe. But. You don't have to look far to say that they can spread the ball around. Christian Watson misses three games. Now he doesn't get 1,000. Yeah, you're it's right just, about that. It's, who cares about 1000 receiver?
1: Okay, hold on real quick, Jim. I just saw this on Twitter, so I want to listen to it. Uh, so Aaron Jones was doing like a Q&A thing. It looks like back in Texas. And somebody in the audience said the Packers aren't very good. Uh, Jones responded with, are you an analyst? And then said this, but again, I haven't heard it. So here's Aaron Jones earlier today.
3: You say a professional sports team is not that good. Are you good enough to play on that team? <laughs> And I'm not,
2: no, I'm not calling you well. I hope one day if you
1: play
0: no. sports,
1: you are going to to play at that level. But I'm out. I, I understand, but you got to have
0: respect, too, for, for people. You do, too, Aaron. I don't like that. <laughs> That's like, well, like <laughs> I love that. I love a little sass from Aaron Jones. You, He's sick of hearing that all offseason. You like him with the lamest response of, like, you couldn't play football. Yeah, you're right, I can't. But you can't analyze, and I can't. And I like Aaron Jones. I just don't like that response. It's like, uh, was that – Clay Matthews like, whoa, well, come down here and say it to my face. I'm not challenging you to a fight. I just said you weren't as good at football as you used to be. Uh, it's just a bad. I, I love Aaron Jones. He usually says really good things. That's just unnecessary to take a, to take a shot at a fan because he didn't even make it personal. He said, didn't he say analyst say or what did he say?
1: He, fa- he said he asked if you were an analyst of an NFL. No, player. what did the player say to Aaron Jones? Uh, th- I'm sorry. Well, I'm sorry. What did the fans say to Aaron Jones that triggered him? He, he said uh, the Packers
0: aren't very good. That's exactly what the fan said. Correct. That's quoted by Laurie Nickel of the. And he could segment. just go what Big Lebowski says, and like that's just like your opinion, man.
1: He could, but, uh, but I mean, he's being he's being honest. It's he's it's holding he's holding,
0: the, he's holding the kid in his arms. Oh, no, also again, but like he he's not that, being honest. He's being, he's being aggressive of like you couldn't play football, so like don't. Talk that's what to he,
1: said. Me. he said. He
0: said he said, are you good enough to play professional sports?" Yeah, which it's a fair it. question. No, it's an. It's a a jerk response. It's fine. Aaron Jones has earned the right to be. He has been a great guy all the way around. That is a not thought out response. It is a baby response. But also, like, is that a good thing to say to somebody who's a guest speaker at a charity? No. The other person could be wrong, too. But Aaron Jones is a paid professional athlete. You just don't say it back of, like, I've always, I will call out anyone, any athlete. If Michael Jordan said that, anyone says that. It, it, that, it's the old thing Ned Yost used to say when they asked him a question about uh, a baseball thing. He said, if you understood the game or ever played it at all, well, that, that's not how it works. In this case, this person, not an analyst and not someone who uh, is paid to do it, it's just a fan sharing their opinion, Aaron. Just let them have their opinion. They're wrong. It's a bad Aaron, opinion. Is it, though? It's kind of the – <laughs> Packers are going to win the
1: Super Bowl this year, Jim.
0: All right. Sooner you accept that. Maybe I'll play in the NFL. Yeah. Should I work out of carbon world health. Take the semi-glute tight to keep your glutes tight. I am, you know, around ten percent body fat. That's kind of NFL level. Ten percent body oh, fat. Oh, come on! Realistically, you're a little bit too old to be in the NFL. I apologize. How old is Tom Brady when he wrapped up? I work out at Carbon World Health. <laughs> maybe you can too if you're younger than me. Maybe get yourself in the NFL. NFL players have gone there. Uh, plenty of NFL players have gone there. Nick Collins has gone there plenty and used the uh, the cryo over there. So go to Carbon World Health. Try the cryo. Try the recovery. Take semi-glute tight. Thanks to everyone who's come out. Try the six week experience at Carbon World Health. This is been Roger Hamilton, presented by Cruiser Life.